Did you bring your Bibles? All right, here we go. Open your Bibles to the book of Acts. Excellent, excellent. We're, last week we left off, we left our friends last week in the book of Acts with 3,000 people receiving the message of the gospel and being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. I don't know if we're going to have 3,000 next week, but that would be great. Because you know what? There are 3,000 people in the Clark County region area that need to know Jesus. And we could do it, we could do 3,000 every week for a while and have a lot more to go. There's a lot of opportunity for the gospel. So we left them off. We left off with 3,000 people. Wow, receiving the gospel, believing, and being baptized in the name of the Lord. Wow, that's a good place for us to say it again. Wow, wow. How many think that's good church? Oh, that's great church. 3,000 people baptized. I mean, wow. I mean, that's, that feels like that's good enough to just wrap it up and go home. Amen. <laughs> but now what? The Holy Spirit has not come to create a crowd, but to build the church. So, but what does that look like? What should it look like and why is why is what is it important about it church like we talked about last week when we said the gospel has had uh, has been presented in different ways church the idea of church has been, there's been several uh reintroductions or concepts of of what kind of what we should be or how we should do church and again I'm so grateful, as all as are a great deal of you, that God consistently does not wait for our doctrine to be perfect to meet us at our faith. Thank God. But there have been a whole host of just interesting ideas about how to do church, right? I mean, uh, for the last several decades, or I guess right about, ah, golly, it was kind of really began in the late 70s, but in the 80s, there, be, there began to be this. I remember in youth group, and my youth pastor said, hey, did you know what? There's a, there's a guy, there's a, there's a pastor in the Chicago area that plays the theme to, to, um, to Cheers in his church lobby. So that when they walk it, sometimes you want to go. What? You guys, it's a show that was on TV. <laughs> they drank beer and stuff, so it was all sinners. But, um, but, uh, but, uh, but some, you know, or everybody knows your name, and so, and we didn't know what that meant. But then we later, we learned later on that that was that was what we needed to do as a church was to be seeker friendly. That we need to do that we need to adjust everything, and then we t- people told people don't raise your hands because that'll scare people away. Don't talk about the Holy Ghost because it'll scare people away. People don't want divine; they want they want to feel like they're at McDonald's or whatever. I don't know, but they, we, we anyway that was a big thing. Be seeker friendly. Then there was the pendulum kind of swung the other way, and it was like, hey, have church every night of the week for four years, <laughs> and everybody was bragging, hey, we're at week fifty-seven nonstop. Our kids left us, and we haven't slept in a year, but we're having revival bloodshot <laughs> right then there was seeker aggressive and seeker not whatever and there, all, people have just keep reinventing church hey you know what as, as long as there's as long as there's hope and creativity and passion and curiosity we're going to keep on that path but what about the apostolic church like the apostolic gospel we're talking about how how can we what did we see in the gospel as it came to us fresh off the page right after Pentecost, right out of the mouth of the apostles as they proclaimed it. 
What Luke also gives us a picture of the apostolic church. Again, not apostolic in terms of a, of a, of a specific denomination or a culture tradition, but apostolic in terms of, of uh, about first things. What does it look like and feel like fresh off the page? How many of you want to try to live fresh off the page? Yes. I, I believe we do. I sure do. We want to, and so we just keep coming back to the... As we say to my students and we talk to people all the time, let's come back to the text. Let's come back to the text. Let's live fresh off the page. So the question we would ask is, what does Luke tell us about the apostolic church? What were the fundamental characteristics of the first church? And, with, and what kind of results did they experience? And what can we observe and what can we embrace with regard to the principles and the practices that we see here? Basically, once again, we would ask, how can we live more fresh off the page? Are you ready? How many want to? Me and Bob Moore. All right, very good. Let's open your Bibles. If you haven't already, we're going to pick it right up in verse 42 of chapter 2. Yes, we're still in Acts 2. If you are visiting from Oklahoma and you said to me, wait, you're still in Acts 2? Yes. (laughs) Not to name names. You know our Jordan is with us and... We love our Jordan. Some of you are so new, you don't know who that is, but he's been around for a hot minute, and uh, he is a hot minute. (laughs) You would have said it if I didn't. So anyway, um, you know what's funny? I'll tell you this. So last night, you were watering the flowers, and Emily kept the door open, and she was talking to you, so I pushed her out the door and closed the door. And she said, well, what were you doing? I said, I was trying to keep the hot out. And she said, well, you did. (laughs) I was like... Nothing but net, girlfriend. That was good. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I was proud of her. Okay, you ready to go to verse 42? Okay, uh, I just hadn't told you that joke yet, so it was worth telling you. Um, she's funny. Uh, okay, ready? Verse 42. They, who's they? Well, I'll tell you. Verse 41. So then, those who received his word, at Lombano. Okay, those who received his word were baptized, and that day there were added about 3,000 souls. Very good. And then verse 42, they, all 3,000 plus, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Verse 43, Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles and all the believers were together. You know, this is not in my notes, but, so, but too often people want to reduce the, the function or the identity or characteristic of the church to just one thing. But, we keep, but listen, count how many ands there are. That this is a, this is the, there's, there, there is, there's more to this sandwich than just mustard. We are not a one-trick wonder. There is a blend, there is a, a healthy combination of virtues and values and principles that make up the church. Listen to the ands. I'll just say it again. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching 
and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place with the apostles and the believers were together and had all things in common and they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all blood to the extent that anyone had need day by day, continuing, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. Woo! Woo! That's exciting. So what do we see here? What do we learn about? What can we observe and, 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 and uh, embrace regarding the apostolic church? Well, the first big idea, the first thing that we see in verse 42 is, uh, is a really, really a summary statement. Now, I just want to give you a quick heads up, hey Dave, a quick, quick heads up that when you read the book of, uh, of Acts, as it, it happened in the book of Luke as well, um, but in Acts, you, I think it's, it's even more prominent. Luke will give a summary statement and then he will follow that summary with examples, specific examples of what he was just talking about. And he does that now. So this, what, we, what we're reading right now is a general summary statement. And really, uh, chapters 3, 4, and 5 are going to be examples of what we just read. So that's just going to be fun as you're thinking, how can I unpack the text? 3, 4, and 5 are going to exemplify 42 through 47. I'm going to give us specific examples of what he was saying. Okay? Pretty cool. Everything, you, everything we just saw, the devoting to themselves, the awe, the, 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 <laughs> the miracles, the generosity, all of it, three, four, five. Pretty cool. Okay. But the first thing that we see is verse 42. They were continually devoting themselves. Would you say that with me? Continually devoting. Woo. Devotion. Devotion is the first characteristic that we see in the apostolic church. They were a people of devotion. Oh, I'm not feeling that yet. If you want me to hurry, you better work with me. Talk to me. Say, somebody say devotion. devotion. Oh, see, now I'll keep going. Okay. So they devoted themselves. What does it mean to devote? Uh, this is the, 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 the language in the text uh, 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 expresses the idea that the, to be earnest towards something and to persevere in it. It means to be constantly diligent, but it's more, it's more than a, a raw discipline. Have you ever done something you didn't feel like doing? We, that's, you know, there's some virtue to that, isn't there? There's some, there's some real character and virtue to it. I don't feel like it, but I know I got to do it, so I just, I, I, you, fnug, get her done, right? But verse 42 is not describing, well... Here we go. We better just get it done. Verse 42 is describing actions that, that, are, that begin in the heart. They devoted themselves. This was an act of their affections. But, but it wasn't just a temporary act. There's, there's this combination. It was motivated by their hearts and their affections, and yet it was something they persevered in. They continually devoted themselves. They were a people fueled by affection. Oh, and this is a great, this is a great principle to see. Wow, church, is, we are supposed to be people that are fueled by our love for Jesus and our love for one another. No wonder he said to the Ephesian church, y'all have lost your first love. You better get it back or I'm taking your lampstand. 
We are people who are driven by holy affections. Oh, and that makes church awesome. Okay, keep going. What de- de- we, de- to devote yourself absolutely does not mean being indifferent or casual or occasional. They devoted themselves. They likely even encouraged one another. Their devotion was encouraged by, by they no doubt, as Hebrews says, it says to encourage one another to love and to good deeds. They devoted themselves, but they also no doubt encouraged each other to stay devoted, right? We're in this, they're, they're holding on, they're working together. And one more thing, how many know that, that, uh, that motivation very rarely comes before effort? What usually happens is we begin to put ourselves into something and then, motive, and we, then our motivation inc- increases. So their very act of, 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 of digging in new grooves of lifestyle and behavior, devoting themselves to these kinds of things created more of an impetus and a motivation toward them. Wow, they devoted themselves. They were people of devotion. Oh, I really like that part. Just say people of devotion. People of devotion, they don't walk around sad and gloomy and angry and bitter and complaining about showing up. Ah, no, they're living out of their hearts. Ah, it's a wonderful place to be. You know what it reminds me of? This place. Reminds me of y'all. They devoted themselves, what to? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now, Luke doesn't tell us all about what that means, but we know already, we are, we've already heard an apostle uh, uh, explain Pentecost and the gospel. So no doubt the apostles' teaching would have included that, that uh, this, here, here are these words, Jesus, a man anointed by the Holy Spirit, Jesus, the miracle worker, Jesus was crucified, Jesus was raised from the dead, Jesus has been exalted, Jesus has received the gift of the Holy Spirit, he has poured this out, which you now see in here, and there is forgiveness for those who trust in his name, there is judgment coming, and if you'll repent and be baptized, he will give you the promise of the Holy Spirit. And then apostolic teaching is how do we live because of Christ? How do we live because of what Christ has done to us and for us? How can we live because of the gift of the Holy Spirit? And fortunately, we have the epistolic literature. All the epistles in the New Testament are examples of apostles' teaching. Living because of and out from what Christ has done for us. They devoted themselves to learning and to living by the truth. They devoted themselves to truth. Someone say truth. Truth. They devoted themselves to truth, to learn it and to live by it. They they were people who were devoted to truth. Oh, it's always been true, but can't we just say it hasn't ever, maybe hasn't ever been more true that our world needs a place and a people that are devoted to truth. In a world of fallacy, in a world of a big pile of horseradish, the church must devote themselves to truth. Whatever the cost, whatever, even if people aren't super thrilled with that truth, we devote ourselves to learn it and to live by it. Yeah. Devoting yourself to truth is not like a visit to the museum. Yeah. Where you walk by and, you, and there's nice little red velvet cords that keep you away from contact with the thing you're looking at. There are no red velvet cords keeping us from contact with the truth. Right. Truth is not observed from a distance. It is, it is embraced and surrendered to and, it, and we live by it. Yes. 
they devoted themselves to the, the apostles' teaching, and they devoted themselves to fellowship. What? They devoted themselves to fellowship. You know, some of my friends have sort of dismissed the idea. They don't like the word fellowship, some of them. They, they've said, oh, that's too, that's, that's too religious of a word, fellowship. And they've made fun of it like it's for not cool people. And in their ever pursuit, in their ever increasing pursuit of the hippification of the church, they look for new words. I had a friend of mine that said, oh, <clears throat> no, we don't use fellowship. We tell people just come hang out. You know, I can hang out with you anytime and not give a rip about you. I can hang out with you and not walk through your hopes or your joys or your concerns. I can, I can hang out with you but not be standing shoulder to shoulder with you contending for the promise of God. There's a huge difference between hanging out and what the Bible defines as fellowship. When the Bible talks about fellowship, it's talking about people who are, who are uh, this fellowship is created by shared purpose. Fellowship is togetherness, but it's more than just proximity. It is, it, is a, it is focused attention on shared hopes and goals. Fellowship is harmony. Yes. Harmony. If, I, if this thing were on, oh, it is. Joy to my world. Oh, yes. So harmony are people playing different notes that work together. Harmony. Harmony. That's we we might sound different. We might we might have different notes that we play. Right, right. Some of us, right, Sister Becca. We play. Some of us we sound a little different. Right. Some of us we sound we have different notes. But but when we share the same purpose, there's harmony together. That's that's fellowship. Hanging out is people people playing whatever notes they want to but without a shared purpose without a shared objective without a shared without a shared surrender to Jesus Christ it's just noise but they they devoted themselves to fellowship somebody say it again fellowship, fellowship. here's the thing about fellowship that's so important one of the things about fellowship that's so very important how many of you have ever uh, built built a campfire done that okay and the, the best way to get that fire to burn well is to make sure that you separate the logs and give them their, all their own space. You pull them apart. You give them their own space. Don't they, right? Give them their all, give all the logs some me time. Give all the logs enough space to be apart. And, and maybe, you know what's really healthy is if the logs only come into contact once or twice a year. No, you know as well as I do that if you pull the logs apart, they will burn out. The further they are from one another, the more likely and the more quickly they will burn out. But if you put them together, they blaze. That's fellowship. Sharing the fire. (laughs) And they devoted themselves... To the breaking of bread. The apostolic church devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. What's that mean? Well, it's, 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 I know some of you are like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on that low carb diet. <laughs> so I guess I can't do that. Here's what that means. They ate together. 
What we will do in a few hours is very apostolic. I mean, it's a good, it's a good reason to do it, but it actually is an apostolic exercise because there's something about eating together. I know I just like to eat. I'll eat with anybody, honk. But here's the thing. It's particularly in that culture, and I, I suppose it's true in ours, but they were very acutely aware of it. In that culture, to eat together was to validate the person at the table with you, was to say that you and the person at the table with you had the same value. That there was that you 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 there, you didn't recognize a caste system or a greater than or a less than. It was vulnerable. It was humble, and it was an expression of value. This is why the Pharisees got so upset with Jesus for who he ate with, because what he, he was eating with them means he was saying something valuable about them. And when we do that, we're going to sit down with either friends or people we haven't met yet, and sit around a hot table with a nice tablecloth and umbrellas and water everywhere. And eat food you didn't pay for. A lot of it. Save some for me this year. You ate it last year. It's apostolic. They devoted themselves to meaningful togetherness. To burning together. To living together. To eating together. And they devoted themselves to prayer. Fortunately, Luke's going to give us plenty of opportunity to talk about prayer. But it's so important that immediately after Pentecost, nobody said, well, that was a wonderful upper room experience. We don't really need to be praying so much anymore. They didn't, they didn't just set aside prayer any, as an occasional thing. No, the church was born in prayer and it grew in prayer. They still likely practiced even the, the, the hours of prayer that were part of their culture. Why not? Prayer remains a primary devotion and a fundamental activity of the church. And we've said before when we're talking about prayer that, that any, any desire we have to build a bridge to the vitality of the first church, that that bridge must be paved with their same devotion to prayer. And I think that's absolutely true. That would have been a good place for you to agree. But so let me give you another opportunity. Let me revise that. Any bridge that we would seek to build to connect ourselves to the vitality and the vibrancy and the strength of the first church must be paved with their same devotion to truth and to togetherness and to prayer. What were, the, what were the results of this devotion? Verse, if you pick it up, Borden, verse 43. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. <laughs> I, mean, I would submit this to you, that if, that if verse 42 is a description of what the church was doing under the Lord and for and with each other, verse 43 might be understood as what the Lord was doing for and with and among them. The Lord was working with them. And as they devoted themselves, the Lord was at work. And the first thing that Luke, that Luke tells us, pay attention to this. I think it's absolutely amazing. What all has he told us about the church so far? That they devoted themselves to truth, to togetherness, and to prayer. And what's the result? Everyone was feeling, feeling a sense of awe. In other words, the first thing that Luke tells us is that church done like that, church is awesome. 
<laughs> That's what he should have just said. Church was awesome. <laughs> write that. You should write that in your Bible. Uh, we should put make shirts. <laughs> Church is awesome. I'll wear it. <laughs> Church was awesome. This is how they felt. Someone say felt. Yeah. Everyone was feeling. This is how they felt being the church. They just felt that it was awesome. Yeah. They didn't have to remind themselves it wasn't I, I, but they really just felt, they, they felt this, this, this sense of wonder. They felt a sense of enthusiasm. They felt a sense of gratitude and delight and anticipation. And really, so far, just because they devoted themselves to truth, togetherness, and to prayer. Wow. The gospel, the church of Jesus Christ should be awe-inspiring to be a part of and to behold. Wow. But he doesn't stop there. The next clause, and, someone say and. And "And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. Oh, my. Now, no doubt this probably had something to do with the awesome. How many think wonders and signs would have something to do with the awesome? I think it it has something to do with it, but it's an and. It's not the only. It's an and. Wonders and signs, according to Luke, are just as awesome as togetherness. All right, we'll talk about it some more. I can't roll up my sleeves because I got short sleeves, but I can work. Okay, so, but here, Luke, carefully. The emphasis here is many wonders and signs. The emphasis is many. It wasn't occasional. It wasn't seasonal. It wasn't every once in a while. It wasn't special occasions or special meetings or for special purposes. They were normal. Do you realize, do we understand that the church of Jesus Christ, that signs and wonders, that is the the, the intervention of heaven into our lives is supposed to be normal. (laughs) That's awesome. The intervention of heaven, healing is normal. Deliverance is normal. As we read through the back book of Acts, guess what else becomes normal? Angelic intervention, divine provision and direction, normal. Breaking down of socioeconomic boundaries and barriers, normal. (sighs) Just in case anybody, nobody is at this church, but just in case anybody watching, write me a letter and say, "Uh, uh, Dr. Dab, you missed something. Uh, It says they were done by the apostles. And after the apostles, and then the signs and wonders must have stopped. Once again, horseradish. <laughs> because this is, this is a hot plate with the, where the heat begins in the middle and then travels out to the ends. Okay? That's what happens. Many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. That's the hot plate. But, but if you, every time you turn, whoo! Sorry. <laughs> every time you turn the page in Acts, the, the circle increases every time you turn the page there's more people doing it every time you turn the page there's more people working but suddenly we meet people who's this Stephen guy i don't know but he's doing signs and wonders you get to chapter 11 and we don't even know their names they go to a city of gentiles and say well let's just do this and the hand of the lord is working with them the point is not limit but largesse church is awesome And 
another expression. Look at verse 44 and 45. And the believers were together and had all things in common, and they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all to the extent that anyone had need. Wow, what are we talking about? We're talking about generosity and abundance. This is still, I believe, a result or an expression of their devotion. Because they were devoted to truth that captured their hearts and their minds and changed the way that they thought and felt about themselves, about other people, that they devoted themselves to one another and devoted themselves to prayer. They stayed in contact with the, the generosity of heaven, right? All of those things have these expressions. Church is awesome and people are generous and there is an abundance. Yeah. generosity is normal this and, and so luke uses these expressions they had all things in common these are these are these are figures of speech that are expressions that would, would have been normal how many of you have ever said he's talking about people who are living in loyal covenant with each other how do people who live in loyal covenant with each other act my friend michael james has been my friend for 30 years today he walked into the green room found the keys to my car and took him. He waved at me and said, hey, I'm going to go look. Why? Why would he, who would, he would never think of asking. Hey, can I, can I use your keys? You just work. In fact, most of our lives, um, we, we, uh, <laughs> we take things from each other. All we would buy multiple, can, multiple, multiple things of those um, propane tanks and then we would just have enough and just swap them. Take, if we run out, we would took the other guys. And if I, if I had his ladder, I would say that I was, I was, I was borrowing. I was, I was, if I let, when I had his ladder and I borrowed it a long time and he took it back, I would say, oh, you're borrowing my ladder. <laughs> but in other words, people that live in loyal covenant with each other say things like, hey, what's mine is yours. Right? Now, do we literally mean come over and steal my stuff from me? No, but we mean, hey, what's mine is yours. Who hasn't said, mi casa es su casa? Right? Who hasn't said, who hasn't said hey, just come on in. Well, back in the day, Brian saw Walter Keaton out here. Back in the day, I'll say this fast. Back in the day, Lori and I, when we, the third time that we had come out of, of uh, retirement from youth, men's, youth ministry, watch it. You think you're out, and then they drag you right back in. But uh, we came out of retirement. We were youth pastors again. And uh, uh, not retirement from ministry, but we, anyway, youth pastors. So we went back. We, started, we were youth pastors again for a while. Uh, and uh, fortunately, we, we, had, uh, we had some, uh, some kids that were close to us. And when you live in unity, when, with, in closeness with people, something happens. And so we brought these kids close to us. And, and this will come up again here in a little while about the importance of togetherness. But um, one time we came home, we had, we had the minivan with the kids, right, all loaded up. And it was dark and we were heading home. And, you know, you only have one objective, get them out of the van and into their beds, you know. Uh, so we pull up, and I hit the garage door opener, and it comes up, and their car is in my garage. Their car, and I'm like, and we just said, well, we kind of liked it. We thought it was funny. Their car is in my garage. We go into the garage. They've, 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 uh, one of them took my orange juice out of the fridge and was drinking it, and they were all sitting in our TV watch, our family room watching TV in my house. <sighs> and we loved every minute of it. I did say, would you boys mind if we traded places in the garage so I could bring the van in? Uh, but this happens. It's important to emphasize all this because just, for the, just in case there's, there are some agended exegetes or fruitcakes, but uh, if there are some agended exegetes that say, aha, here's the Bible. The Bible prescribes communism. No, nobody here was being forced 
or nothing was being taken from anyone. There's a massive difference between someone taking what is yours and, and, and forcing it away from you. And that, that's not generosity. That's not devotion. What this is describing is people living in generosity because they want to. We read through this a while ago in a, in a group, and somebody said, boy, that sounds really unusual, and I just had to brag on you guys. I said, yeah, but I know a place. That as the world was closing down in fear, we said, what if we started a victory fund? And people just started giving. And in the course of a year, uh, that place gave $40,000 into a fund, into a fund that was available just to respond to crisis or need or opportunity. And they fed people and they housed people and they cared for people. Because we've experienced the outpouring of heaven and it has affected our hearts and we live in generosity with one another and, and just willing just to help anybody who needs that's living fresh off the page. Wow. All of this, a further result. Listen to verse 46. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. By the way, when you come tonight, your job is to be glad and sincere. Uh, listen to me. I'll say it one time with a smile. Everyone knows it's warm. We don't need you to tell us. It's hot. You What? You don't say. Let me get my phone out and check. We know. Come with, they, they, they ate with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. I, 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 know that, I know that evangelism is our responsibility. Yeah, I'm cutting to the end, but I'll come back to it. I know that evangelism is our responsibility. I know that there is a great commission. I know that we are to be witnesses for Jesus. But, but if you, when you read Acts, there is such an emphasis that when the church devotes themselves to what they're supposed to do, God brings the growth. They continued in the temple and from house to house. They worshiped publicly and privately. They shared meals together. This probably did include the gathering around the Lord's table, but they, had, but they, they met publicly at the temple and in house to house, and they did so with one mind and sincere hearts. There was no pretense. There was no agenda. They were genuine in their worship and in their fellowship and joyful in both. And the result of it all is that God, God kept adding to the church those who were being saved. What was the apostolic church? What should the apostolic church be today? We should devote ourselves to truth, to togetherness, and to prayer. We should expect that signs and wonders will be normal. We will be generous. We will be sincerely, sincerely joyful in worship and in fellowship. And we will anticipate and welcome that day by day, God will keep adding to his church. Is anybody willing with me to live fresh off the page? Is there anybody in this house that say, we want to be, remain, we want to continue to be the apostolic church? We need to hear the challenge in this passage to us. This palace, it's, it's wonderful to listen to, but there's a powerful challenge here because it tells us that we cannot settle for being a crowd. Right. We must be a church. Good. 
Being the church means that we must be devoted to truth and to togetherness and to prayer. Being the the apostolic church means that we must expect that we will be a power-filled, need-meeting church. (laughs) Oh, let's just read that line together. We must be a power-filled and need-meeting church. What we see in the apostolic church totally confronts the idea of individualism, isolation, and pretense. What we see in the apostolic church calls us to understand that Christianity is primarily a commitment to Christ, a radical commitment to Christ and to one another. Conversion without community is not discipleship. Discipleship has a beginning, but it doesn't have an end. It's a process of formation in a fully devoted community. We talk often here about Redwoods. I haven't mentioned it for a hot minute. But we love Redwoods. They're on some of our our imagery. They're on our website. They're at the background of the the website. You might think, oh, maybe they they just like Redwoods. (laughs) Well, we do. Why? We like, we like redwoods because, for lots of reasons, redwoods are, are some of the highest growing trees on the planet. Some of them, they estimate that if left alone and left unhindered, they could, they could exceed the Statue of Liberty by six stories. Redwoods, redwoods uh, they, they, they debate their length because it's hard to tell because nobody's been around that long, but they debate whether they, some have been around 3,000 years or 3,500 years. They are, the ta- they are the, some of the tallest. They are some of the longest living and most resilient trees on the planet. What's their secret? They have survived. They survived. They survived earthquake and famine and fire and disaster. And they still keep growing. They still keep thriving. Conventional wisdom says they must, if that's true, then what they, they, they must all have really deep roots. That's conventional wisdom. But the truth is, redwoods have very shallow roots. Comparatively to their massive height, their roots are, some of them, no deeper than me. Redwoods never grow alone, they always grow in groups clusters because it's not that their roots go deep it's that their roots interconnect redwoods their roots reach out under the ground and interweave with one another can't see it but the roots dab's roots right under the ground connect with sister becker grab a hold of mark And they survive and thrive in storm and crisis and age after age after age after war after changes in who won, what political, whatever. They've been through their set of viruses. They thrive by clinging to one another. You can't blow one down because they're holding on to one another. They thrive because they are connected. They are 
devoted. Two more cool things I usually remind you of is that for the redwoods cone to release seed, the best thing for it is fire. They're literally trees born in fire. If my mom was here, she would shout. They are, a, they are born in fire. And, and, and it's very normal for their young, for the seedlings to come right up out of their roots. For their roots to bear fruit. That, the, that new life springs from the life already there. That, they, that one generation literally thrives off of another. But all because they live in devotion to one another. We're going to close this morning by welcoming some members. Those who have made an official commitment to connect. Can we stand together? If you're here, if you're here this morning and you know that you've talked, you've talked with Pastor Jeremy, he's confirmed with you, and you're ready to be received as a new member, would you come and stand here at the front, right at the front, and just face me at first? We're ready for you. Come right up here. Kind of make a little single file line. Some folks are newer. Some folks have been here for a hot minute, but yeah. right around here. Very good. Keep coming. Okay. We, let's take one step this way because here comes here comes the Wubins. Very good. Excellent. All right, I'm going to ask you a couple of quick questions. I'm going to ask them these couple of, just a couple of questions, and I'm going to invite all of us to answer them together. You feel me? All right. And then as soon as I ask them that, I'm going to have my anybody here on my pastoral team, my deacon team, please come and help me. We're going to pray together over these. All right. Are you ready? Friends, our new friends that are, that, are, that are wanting to be members here at Heritage, I'm going to ask you in light of the message today, will you devote yourselves to truth? Let's try that again. Huh? <laughs> will you devote yourselves to truth? Yes. See, I'm asking them, and we're all there. Okay. okay. Will you devote yourselves to togetherness? Yes. Will you devote yourselves to prayer? Well, let me say to you, members of Heritage, we are glad that you are here. You are safe and you are loved. And where you go, we go. We're with you. Our, the, our faith is with you. Our affection is with you. And where you go, you go representing a people, a shared identity. We're in this. Where you go, we go. Now, let's pray for them. Deacons, ministries, please come. Put your hands on them, on their shoulders. Stretch your hands out toward them. If you're here, you're a member, you're with a loved one, take the hand of the person next to you. Let's pray together. You ready to pray? Heavenly Father, thank you, Ray. Let's all wait for a couple more minutes. Let's come and pray right now. Heavenly Father, in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for our Jesus who loves us first and most. We thank you that for the gift of the Holy Spirit who fills us and binds us together. We thank you for a shared devotion to truth and to togetherness and to prayer. And we thank you that because of what you're doing in our midst, that church is awesome. Yeah. And Lord, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Can we give the Lord an offering of gratitude?
And welcome these. Friends, you don't go back to your seats, but welcome these new friends, will ya? Lead us, will ya? Yeah, hang on just a minute, yeah. Don't leave yet. Don't leave. Everybody go back to your seats. I got one more thing to do. If you, got, if you guys want to take your seats, don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. Everybody be seated. Take it down a little bit. We got one more thing to do. Chris and Linda Lambert, as this strum, as we're still strumming, Chris and Linda Lambert, it says sweet and sour a little bit. Sweet and sour. Come on, somebody say, where you go, we go. Where you go, we go. Say it louder. Where you go, we go. Right here, right here in front. Right here. Right here, Okay. Turn around so they can wave at the camera in case our friends aren't here, okay? Chris and Linda, this is their their last worship service as those as a part of living in uh, this region. I was going to say living in Vancouver, but you never have, right? Yeah, yeah. They've already they've they're, they've been traveling quite a bit to, uh, from where they live to get here, but where they're going to move now, it's just a little too far of a drive. They're moving to the Dallas area in Texas. They feel like the Lord's called them there. And uh, they feel like the Lord's called them there and placed them there. And there's a sense that they feel like what they want to do there is an extension of what the Lord is doing here. We don't understand all that will happen, but we do know that God is good and that he's at work. So now I need some of my friends to come quickly now and gather around these friends. Come on, come on, come on. Don't hesitate. Come on. This is going to be a dog pile. This is about to get messy. Where's Sonia? Is she here? Good. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't wait. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Chris and Linda, we're so thankful for your lives. We're so thankful for our covenant friendship. We want to remind you today that we are have devoted ourselves to the truth of Scripture together. We remain devoted to you to praying with you and to praying for you and where you go we go we send you with our heart we send you with our affection you will never be strangers you will always be welcome you are always our family and we bless you in the mighty miraculous name of jesus now lord go before them continue to prepare continue to orchestrate continue to provide continue to protect continue to open new doors we dedicate them to the grace of the lord jesus christ and to all that you will produce because of it and this we pray in the mighty name of jesus everybody said amen Amen. all right now let's stand together and give the lord a wonderful god bless you come on let's praise the lord together here we go We're going to sing, but you guys can be dismissed. Invite your children. Or stay in worship. God bless you. Light a block. Bless you. Have a great afternoon. We will see you at five. Love to have you.
Set the captives free, make the poor 